Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, my amazing friends. You are listening to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. I'm Kelsey Matheson, and this is episode number 29. So this past week was a big one for us here in the Matheson-McCord family. It was my husband's birthday. Our dear friend Priya came to New York from Toronto to surprise Scotty. My daughter was off of school for her spring break, and we received some incredible news yesterday. So if you've been following me or listening to this podcast, then you've heard me talk about my husband being an actor. He does it all. He does voice, TV, film, stage. And last summer, he was away for four months shooting a new TV series called From. And the show From is on the Epics Network. Well, that show first aired in February And on Sunday, it was the season finale. So the cast and the creators and epics were live tweeting with all the fans at 9 p.m. Eastern when the new episode dropped. And then yesterday, because it was the season finale, all of the cast went live on Instagram and talked about shooting the show and answered some questions from the fans, etc., But earlier yesterday morning, we got the most amazing news. So we received the news that From has been renewed for a season two. (laughs) I was so happy and I was so excited that I couldn't stop crying for about 30 minutes. (laughs) Like tears of joy, tears of relief, tears of release even. So when a new television series premieres, a lot is riding on whether or not the network will purchase another season. So if viewership is low or the reviews are bad or the numbers just aren't there, then they won't renew for another season. They don't want to waste their money and their efforts purchasing another season. So we had no idea if season two was a go until yesterday morning. Now, here's why this was such a big deal for us and why I ended up crying for half an hour, (laughs) and also how this relates to you becoming a badass, unstoppable entrepreneur. So my husband plays a character named Victor in this series called From, and his role was what they call a heavily reoccurring character. So he wasn't a regular, he wasn't a lead, and they only had hired him for one season. So the plan was he was only going to be in season one. So there's the lead characters, there's the regulars, and then there's the reoccurring, and then there's kind of the day players where, you know, somebody will just show up and they only have a day or maybe two on set. And then you have the background, the extras. And so Scott's role was considered to be a heavily reoccurring. So if you think about this in terms of payment, obviously the leads make the most amount of money and then the regulars and so on. So when Scott's agent negotiated his rate for season one, it was based on the fact that he was a heavily reoccurring character. And there's, look, there's still some negotiation that goes back and forth between the agent and the production company of, you know, what the actors will get paid, but it's based on the scale of his role. 
But what happened was when they finished shooting, Scott had told me that, well, it really looks like it makes sense for Victor's character to come back for season two if the show goes again. So he was only hired for season one, but kind of the way the the story was going, he was like, yeah, I think it makes sense that Victor would be back. So we were in a very interesting position because Scott wasn't hired for season two. But if season two was a go, it made sense that they would have his character back. So we were sort of in this limbo. Now, with the leads and the regular characters, they were optioned. It's something that you call optioned. So when the production company makes them an offer, it's usually with an option for three years or maybe five years, for example. And that way, the show if the show does keep going, then contractually, the production has first right of refusal in terms of the actor's working schedule. Like if the actor wanted to work on something else, they could say no, because this is going to conflict with shooting from. And they're contracted with that show based on, you know, how many years that they were optioned. So payment structure is also built into the contract and any increase with future seasons. So it's typical that season one, they get paid X amount. And then season two, they get paid X plus, let's say, 3% or something like that. And then season three, it'd be another increase. So all of that and any other benefits are built into that contract. So the leads and the regulars on From, they were already optioned. Right. And of course, nobody knew if season two would be greenlit or not. But if it does go, then everything's already in place. And if it doesn't go, well, then the contract's out the window, show doesn't go, and the actors are off to audition for other things. (laughs) But with Scotty, none of this was the case. Like he had only been hired for one season. So he's going about his business, continuing to audition and continuing to work. And then a few weeks ago, he auditioned for another big television production. They liked him. Uh, They had him read for a couple different roles. And because this new show would have been shooting around the same time that From would be going back into production if season two was greenlit. So Scott had to tell his agent, like, even though he's not connected to From at this point at all, he was like, hey look, this other show seems interested, but if From goes back for a second season, there would be a conflict. And I know right now I don't have a contract with them, but if I book this other gig, technically they might be screwed. (laughs) It's just kind of sort of screwed the way that the story ends off in season one. So his agent contacts the From production team and they come back right away saying, okay, let's, you know, we want to, we want to work on a contract. But look, like Scotty was in a very interesting position because he knew they wanted him. There was no contract in place. So him and his agent were able to negotiate a really great deal. However, if season two wasn't greenlit, then none of this would happen. So in the new contract, Scotty was now considered a regular. His pay increased significantly. He was optioned for a certain amount of years, but none of that would happen if Epics didn't renew from for another season. Now, stick with me here. (laughs) Bring your attention back here. If you kind of wandered off going, I'm not really interested in the, you know, behind the scenes of production companies, but just stick with me because I'm just going to go back a few years now. And trust me, this will all make sense in terms of how you can implement what I'm going to share into building your business. 
So many of you know that we moved to New York in 2016. Our six-year anniversary actually will be this August. We sold our gorgeous home in a very desirable neighborhood in Toronto. We auctioned off most of our belongings for like a fraction of what they were worth. We packed up everything else that we, we had and we moved to New York. Now, I've talked about this before, but Scotty had a very successful career back in Toronto. He was making fantastic money as a Canadian actor. Most performers would really kill to have the kind of career that he had, but he wanted to grow and he wanted to swim with the big fish and he wanted to be on Broadway and he wanted opportunities that he knew he could never get if he stayed in Canada. And you know me, I mean, I am all about following your dreams and making them come true. So I was... I was a thousand percent in. Plus, my whole adult life, I had always wanted to live in New York. So we landed in New York and we had a nest egg set aside, a financial nest egg set aside. But Scott's income drastically decreased because as I mean, we had anticipated it was going to take some time for his career to start taking shape here. But truthfully, it did take a lot longer than we thought it would. Uh, my income drastically decreased. And at that time, I actually launched my Optimal Health and Conscious Living Academy, which was my online program for women's health. But of course, that took me a long time to get going. So we had super high expenses living here in New York and super low income comparatively. So our savings and our nest egg quickly dwindled. And I started to have panic attacks at three in the morning. I mean, truthfully, it wasn't always in the middle of the night. I remember one weekend we were walking to Prospect Park, probably to throw the Frisbee around or something. And I just had this wave of fear come over me and my eyes just started to tear up. And I was just walking down the street. I had my sunglasses on and tears are just streaming down my face. I just couldn't catch my breath. And of course, Scotty was like, are you are you okay? Like, what's going on? And I, I didn't really even know how to answer him. We made this commitment And it just wasn't working out the way that we thought. And we had sold our house in Toronto. And I knew I didn't want to go back, but I knew that I was just in a really scary place. And we had some discussions and even some arguments about next steps. And he looked at getting a job and I looked at getting a job, but that never panned out. And one day we had taken the subway to Coney Island to walk along the boardwalk And I saw this lady rummaging around in this garbage can. And the the garbage can is um, next to this famous hot dog place in Coney Island called Nathan's. And there were a lot of uneaten fries and some buns. And she was just digging in there and taking out the food. And I just remember having this crazy fleeting thought that if we ever get to this, to that point, like if we ever become (laughs) homeless, that I know where to come for food. Isn't that crazy? Like I caught myself as soon as I thought it, but that's where my mind was going. That if things ever get to this point, I know where to come for food. And then I was like, what, what did my, did I just really think that? Cause intellectually I know it would never get to that point because we had friends and family who would help us out if we ever needed even to move back to Canada. Right. They, like they would all, we would always have support and help. I knew that, but I was in this chronic state of fight, flight, or freeze. And my brain was offering thoughts about being homeless and losing everything 
just to try and keep me safe. But I kept resisting those feelings. So I was fighting against them, which was just keeping me at this kind of hysterical state. And we actually did end up moving to a place that was more affordable. But then COVID hit and Amaya shut down and Scott wasn't working at all. And we had no income coming in at all. And I was terrified and I was depressed and everything felt uncertain and it was really challenging. And I think most people would have looked at our situation and thought that we were nut jobs, like thought that we should move back to Canada, thought that we should be proud that we tried to make it work. But look at the reality of the situation and, you know, just come back home where we knew Scott would start working again easily and I could more easily get a job myself and live, live a comfortable lifestyle again. But we stayed and we moved two more times since then. And Anamaya Resort not only survived, but is now thriving once again. I launched my new coaching programs and Scott booked the show from And now that season two has officially been greenlit, Scott will be making more this year than he ever has annually as an actor. So I don't mean all of the money that he's ever made in his career, but in terms of his annual income, this will be the highest earning year of his life as an actor. So when the news hit, I burst into tears. (laughs) I released so much tension that I guess was still there needing to be processed. I cried because we stuck it out. I cried because I believed in him even when he didn't believe himself. And he believed in me even when I didn't believe in myself. I cried because we never gave up. And we could have, we could have so many times. I cried because we are chasing our dreams with resilience And I know that over the past six years, there have been people who have criticized us and thought we were crazy and making stupid choices. And we were also second second guessing ourselves at at times. Like when you're going through that, of course, you're going to second guess yourself, right? You're going to judge yourself. But there was a bigger part of ourselves that knew everything would fall into place. Because there's always going to be that part of you that has doubt, that's scared, that second guesses and wants to keep you small. But there's also a part of you that is passionate and determined and believes that there is a time and a place for the tide to turn. If you just stick it out, it will happen. It's that stick-to-itiveness I talked about in episode number 17 of this podcast. It's about belief. It's about surrendering. We have to truly believe in what we're creating, in the goals that we're going after. And believing in something that deeply takes risk because we're believing in it without any evidence. It's easy for me to believe in my resort, Anamaya, because it survived the economic crash after 2008. Now it's it survived a global pandemic, right? It's a multi-million dollar business, but I had to believe in that vision with every cell of, you know, in my body, I had to believe in what it could become, believe that I wanted it more than anything. And and also believe in my why. I took financial risks, I invested my time and my energy, not knowing how it was all going to play out. But when you believe in what you're creating, 
You're willing to take certain risks because you know the momentum forward will provide you with so much more growth than if you were to hold yourself back. And that growth always outweighs the investment. It outweighs it 1,000 times over. I was just telling one of my clients this the other day because, I mean, that's my job as a coach, right? I can see your brain freaking out (laughs) and trying to keep you safe. It's normal. I say this all the time. It's what healthy brains do. But that's why I work with my coaches, right? Because they can see more, they can, they, they see my brain more clearly, right? And they see when my brain is freaking out. And so I offer that if you're in the thick of it, if you want to throw in the towel, if you think it's never going to happen for you, then your homework is to work on your belief. Work on that stick to itiveness. Is it easy? No freaking way. Is it worth it? 1000%. The emotion and the tears I experienced yesterday after hearing the news is proof of that. My husband is going to have the best year he's had as an actor in his 30 year career. And it would have never happened if we didn't believe that it was going to happen and believe that it was just a matter of time. So I'm currently working towards growing a million dollar coaching business, and it definitely won't happen if I don't believe hard. In my masterclass, The Five Keys to Breaking the 10K Code, a spoiler alert, (laughs) the first key is all about mindset. It's all about how to believe hard, and it's all about why if you don't focus on your mindset, then nothing else will fall into place because it can't. Your mindset is the foundation of your business and believing that your dreams will come true, that your vision will become a reality, that you can do hard things, you can feel scary feelings, that there may be times when you think you're going to die, (laughs) right? But you properly process those emotions, you will get on the other side of them. Because what's on the other side is you being that much closer to achieving everything you are working so hard for. I know, I know it's hard. It's supposed to be. And guess what? You can do hard things. Growth is on the other side of those hard things. A stronger, wiser, more effective and successful entrepreneur is on the other side of believing hard. Look, at at the time of recording this episode, I have two one-on-one coaching spots available. So if you are ready to believe hard and do the work to get to the other side and become unstoppable at building your business, then I would say reach out to me ASAP on my website and let's start working together, right? It's rare that I have two spots available. So my website is kelseymatheson.com or you can email me directly at Kelsey at KelseyMatheson.com. So that's K-E-L-S-E-Y at K-E-L-S-E-Y-M-A-T-H-E-S-O-N.com. I have two spots available for one-on-one coaching and maybe one of them has your name on it. Let's do this. And before I sign off, let me leave you with this question to ponder this week. And it comes in two parts. On a scale from one to 10, how much do you believe in your ability to create the business of your dreams? And the second part to that question 
is what do you need to do to bring that number up a notch? All right, that is what I have for you today, my amazing friends. And hey, please watch the TV series from on Epics if you live in the States, in the United States. And look, if you like creepy Stephen King meets Stranger Things, you know, type of shows, then this is totally up your alley. (laughs) It's currently available in the U.S. on Epics, and it will be available in the rest of the world soon. I just don't know what that rollout will look like. But check it out. It's a fantastic series. I'm not just saying that (laughs) because my husband's in it. But have a fantastic week. Believe hard. And I look forward to connecting with you next time. Ciao for now. Hey, if you'd like a weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and actionable tips to grow your business while managing all the things, then you need to get on my email list. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com to join my list. And while you're there, check out the awesome free content I give away. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share with other female entrepreneurs who need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate, and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you next week.